3: It's been five months 11 days since the shutdown of ghana's renal dialysis unit over 4 million cd debt with 19 lives lost welcome to news night <laughs>
4: Yes, I no, oh, President.
3: Tonight, yes, no, persons with yes, end stage no, oh, kidney yes, no, oh, failure no, oh, oh. say they do not know who is next to die as the doors of the renal dialysis unit of the Kolibu Teaching Hospital remain shut for six months, over 4 million city debt. Yeah, when we are there, we discuss uh, what happens to us. Oh, today. What,
5: you see death approaching. We see
3: what? death every day. We see. We'll get to hear from the Ghana registered nurses and midwives demanding an immediate payment of the debt to make the units accessible to outpatients.
6: The matter of agency, that money should be paid in terms of the debt that Kolibu owes. It should be paid so that they can actually have the services they require to live. This is a matter of life and death.
3: We have details of that also tonight we are learning about the deep seated divisions among the board of trustees of the National Cathedral leading to the resignations recorded in recent times by renowned men of God. We'll hear from the executive director who insists the resignations cannot be linked to corrupt practices. The
7: board made up of some of the key pioneering leaders of the church in Ghana, where their preferences might not always prevail. In this change and unfamiliar context, some will prefer to leave the trusteeship
3: of the board. They've also been defending what has become known as the most expensive hole in Ghana.
7: Uh, We have 1,400 square meters concrete has been laid so far, 1,900 tons of rebar purchased and delivered to site. So the idea that somehow we just took funds and dug a hole is simply mischievous.
3: Also tonight's energy sector debt burden drives words between state institutions pitching ECG and Energy Ministry against GNPc following controversy over $20 million WAPCO debt
8: you don't go back and use a different approach and then you're trying to blame it on who the minister ecg I, honestly I, I feel it's neither here nor-
3: we have more as the electricity company of Ghana says it loses some 25 million cities daily anytime it rains
8: now with any day that there's rainfall there's we have a shortage of almost about between 30 to 20 million ghana cities in a day so anytime i see rain i get sad
9: In business, Fitch upgrades Ghana's rating to CCC from restrictive default. We have details in 30 minutes.
10: And in sports, after four games without a win in the Ghana Premier League, had to full record impressive victory over Midyama at the Crown Sports Stadium.
3: And much later, your election headquarters will focus on the upcoming NPP presidential primaries on November 4. You want to stay with us here uh, for details on more. You may may want to join us with your thoughts and comments via WhatsApp 055 I am MFA
11: Apau. And my name is Evans Mensah. And we'll hear from you and share your thoughts with the rest of the world pretty shortly. But let's start tonight uh, with the situation with dialysis and kidney patients because it's now case of grim and hopelessness for uh, persons with end-stage kidney failure who say they do not know uh, who is next to die. Among their members?
3: Well, this is because uh, of the doors of the renal dialysis unit of the Kolibu Teaching Hospital's continuous uh, closure for six months over a 4 million CD debt. The Renal Dialysis Patients Association say five more persons have died, bringing the death toll to 19 in six months. It's now a story of pain and penury as the persons with end stage kidney failure say they see death approaching every day. Listen to one of them, 46 year old Gifty Labi. The most painful one, his
5: name is Charles, but... Tell me about Charles. Charles was a very young, vibrant guy, very handsome. We do send him going to buy food for us. Even when you see, he won't believe he's sick. When there is something, he, he will be taking care of everything. Even if we, we are there and we ask the two of us, who will go first? Everybody will point me. If you say who will go first, what exactly are you talking if about? Who, but like if we are saying who should die, they will point me. They won't point him because he's but he's you young. You freely discuss that? Oh, sometimes we do. We, 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 when we are there, we discuss uh, what happens to us. Oh, today. Because what you see, death approaching. We see death every day. We see. How? <laughs> sometimes you know you are there. You, you 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 may be on the machine. You you, you may not know how will happen. Your heart can fail you, you can die. It comes with heart and diabetes. So if you have diabetes, if you have heart problem too, it causes yeah, your kidney to uh, to spoil. So that's it. So, so it hasn't been easy. A lot of people, a lot of young guys died within this from May to, um, to this day. So it's, it was very painful for us.
3: While other members of the association have been speaking to join us after a press conference they held yesterday, they say life has become very unbearable for them.
5: Yeah, it's been very, very challenging. I mean, I'm not getting support from anywhere currently because everyone is financially unstable. My mom is not working at the moment. Back home, I mean, things are not really going on well, so it's been very challenging. Once in a while, friends come in, family members also come in as well. Mm. Once a while, it just comes. When it, when it comes, I go. When it doesn't come, I just stay home. I'll plead on the government to come to our aid, at least include dialysis on the NHIS. Because we are really suffering. Mm-hmm. People are dying. I believe by doing so, it will reduce the morbidity and mortality rate mm. in the country. Yeah. My
6: parents died when I was young. I was schooling at Brian Cecilia High mm-hmm. And... I had kidney failure, so I have to come home. When I came home, I told my sister about it. We came to Kolebu. They diagnosed me at Kolebu, so they put me on the machine. Sometimes we beg. The man won't get the money. If he get the money, I'll come for dialysis. But if he doesn't get, I'll be in the house. So because of that, I don't drink water, I don't eat, even when I'm thirsty, I'll be down drink because I know if I drink, I will suffer, so I won't drink.
11: Well, um, if I as you know, uh, Presidential Advice on Health, Dr. Antonio Saria, speaking during the JOAN News special program on this subject uh, two months ago, I said government was going to intervene and provide the need of funds for Colibu to reopen the OPD, but almost four weeks on the promise was made that is yet to happen as government has not cleared the four million CD that we know that kolibu needs to reopen the opd president of the ghana registered nurses and midwives association perpetual fori ampofo she was also on that show Uh, she was seated right between the kolibu ceo and uh, dr Antonin siasari and she also had the promise promise. that this this payment will be made Uh, she says it's unacceptable uh, to keep the unit closed
6: the, the amount families. involved, which is the 4 million debt at the moment and the 900 and something thousand that they need on monthly basis to sustain the renal unit and provide the services of the patients. I don't think it's something that Ghana cannot afford. And we are talking about the lives of individuals. These are probably breadwinners of their homes. These are fathers, mothers, sisters, brothers, people who who, who have relatives who also love them. And their love is a, a, a big issue for, for these families. So uh, if it's important that government listens to our cries. That day when we had the the forum, I I think Dr. Isiasari was there representing government. The CEO was there, I was there myself, and there were other panelists. Personally, I think this is not money that is too burdensome for Ghana as an economy. It should be made available so that Kolebu can open up the renal unit for patients to use up the place. For us as nurses and midwives taking care of these patients, we know the kind of trauma they go inside. Now we are learning
12: that five persons have lost the their lives. As a matter of urgency, what would you want to see immediately with regard to this issue?
6: a matter of urgency. That money should be paid in terms of the debts that Kulebu owes. It should be paid. And the monthly cost of having to provide the services to these patients at that reduced amount or cost should be done so that they can uh, actually have the services they require to live. This is a matter of life and death. And even as we speak, somebody's condition may be worsening. Somebody may have lost their life just because um, the facility is not open and
11: they are not getting the services that they require. And MF, if you're wondering, what exactly mm-hmm. did government promise to do about this? Well, Ixia Sari was on the show. This is what he told the CEO of Kolebu Teaching Hospital when he disclosed that I only need 4 million cities to reopen the OPD government is to assist and help the people. So whatever government wants to do to assist the people, that's what
13: government will do.
12: Yes, there's discussion going on.
13: So
11: they will get the money, you can assure them, because everybody's listening, this is very, very important. Yes,
12: they have to be supported for Ghanaians to get the treatment. So
11: you you can assure us today on the show that Kolebu will get the money to open the OPD?
12: Kolebu's chief executive was at the presidency yesterday of the board chairman.
11: I just just want to get a commitment. They will get the money.
12: Oh, the government is to assist and help the people. So whatever government wants
11: to do to assist the people, that's what they will do. Well, the assistance Mm -hmm. clearly hasn't arrived yet until the place remains closed.
3: And I must say that as as producers, we've been running around trying to get the Kolibu CEO, the Kolibu PRO, Dr. Anthony Insiasari himself, who made that promise. All have proved futile. Nobody wants to give us any answers when it comes to clearing of this 4 million CD debt.
11: Yes. Okay, so we're talking about 4 million CDs. Let's place it in some context so we appreciate how much money exactly we are talking about. Mm -hmm. And let's bring in Kofi AJ, who has been looking at that money. Kofi, give us a breakdown. Mm -hmm. The 4 million CD debt, what can it buy?
12: Well, Evans, 4 million Ghana CDs. You're looking at just some five Land Cruiser V8 vehicles. If you are looking at a per unit price of, let's say, 800,000 Ghana cities, it can only afford eight of them. If you want to position it in road construction, it can only construct about, you know, um, six kilometers of road that is from like, let's say, Kaswa tollboot to, um, you know, Toll boot actually to the Kaswa overpass. So. It's not really any uh, huge amount. We are looking at just five land cruises and in road construction, uh, just about six kilometers of road. And I give an example from Kaswa, boot to
11: the Kaswa overpass. Four million. Four million. Mm-hmm. I mean, four million cities, as, as he, as he explaining, mm-hmm. as for land cruises, is mm-hmm. something that we see on the roads. And these every are
3: V8s day. you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Well, so you can I, sell how many and then get money to open it? Just five. Five. Just five. five. Yeah. Okay, I've counted more than how many in one convoy alone. Uh, Let's see how uh, we are able to do this. But let's bring in uh, Kwame Sapong, a CDD fellow. Uh, He was a a panellist on this uh, particular Join You special program uh, that we held. He joins us via Zoom. Um, He joins us now. We are grateful uh, for your time here on Newsnight. Kwame Sapong, we've spoken at length about this matter. But I'm wondering, what kind of country can leave its renal dialysis unit closed For five months, 11 days. Kwame. Hello, Kwame. You have to unmute. Can you hear me, Kwame? Hello, Anifa. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now loud and clear. Thank you so much. I'm hoping you help me appreciate what kind of country will leave its renal dialysis unit closed for five months, 11 days after all the talk over the period.
14: Well, MFA, um, um, thanks and um, good evening to listeners. It's a sad situation, yes, I agree, but it's unsurprising. And it hurts me to say that it's sad, but it's unsurprising. And I'll explain why. When we had the thought leadership program, I laid the preamble from the problem we find ourselves in. And if Evans would remember, when Dr. Nsiasari made that promise, I came back and I said, I find myself sitting here laughing because it's not going to happen. And he got a bit upset about it and i came back and i told him that i don't want to be a prophet of doom but this is not going to happen for a number of reasons there's no fiscal space in our health budget there's absolutely none and if you say the nhis must take it they have capped the funds to the nhis so the nhis doesn't even have the liquidity and i pointed that out on that day as well so if you look at it from a dialysis unit which owes four million, what you have to remember is that the four million being paid is to defray the current debt. Once the debt is defrayed and you start running it, there would be the situation where there would be recurrent expenditure and you would have to deal with the recurrent expenditure. So it's not like you make a one-off payment of four million and the system can start running. And that is why I was saying that I find myself laughing at such a serious situation, because rather than deal with the thing holistically and sort the problem out, look at the impact of charges at the port on all the consumables and other things, and look at the funding stream to the dialysis unit. We were trying to be ad hoc. Oh, yeah, the CEO was um, at the presidency, And the government will do anything to fix it. You cannot fix an endemic problem that way. And unless and until we get to the point where people listen and realize that we need to do root cause analysis of our problems, sadly, people will die. And it hurts me to say this, but that is what they are doing. And that is why they wouldn't speak to you. Because it hurts me that I said this close to eight weeks ago, and I'm saying it now, and unfortunately what I said is happening. It's just not fair to the
3: patients. You have your ears a bit more on the ground beyond the promise that was made on October 5, and we knew that that was not going to happen. I'm sure you've been in touch with persons at Kolibu amongst others. We've tried our sources, we are not getting anything. What really is the indication you are getting? Are there any moves at all to get that place running?
2: Well, yes. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket?
1: Their moves, but all they are saying, I mean, basically, and you
14: see, and that is why um, I keep saying that sometimes we need to be honest with ourselves. You remember when all this started, the PRO of Kolebu came out to say basically they had to run on the current model when they wanted to increase the prices. They had to run on the current model the place was shut in a month. They are saying the same thing. They are basically saying that even if the money is paid and structures are not put in place, the unit cannot run to sustain itself, not just to make a profit, but just to sustain itself. And that's the reality. And I remember when I did the preamble, I broke this down and explained why the unit cannot run because of the cost indications. It was all laid out. The point is, even at that time, Parliament wasn't sitting. And you know that for these fees and charges to be increased or altered, it has to go to Parliament anyway. So there's so much that has to happen That is not happening, and everyone is burying their head in the sand like ostriches. And unfortunately, we're talking about individual lives here, and it's just not fair. And so if you ask me what I hear on the ground, that's exactly what I hear. It's like everyone is moving around in circles. There's no rule structure
11: in place.
3: We're grateful, um, Kwame. We're grateful for your time. That's the CDD fellow, Kwame Sapong Esiedu.
11: Let's bring in right now uh, the... President of the Raynaud Patients Association, Bafo Kojo Ahinkra. They addressed a press conference yesterday uh, calling on government to make the payment so the OPD is open. And since they made a call, let's hear if anything has changed. Uh, Bafokojo Kojo Ahinkra, thanks for your time here on Newsnight.
15: Thank you very much.
11: So you made a call yesterday. Has anything changed today?
15: Nothing, please.
11: Have you received... I know you have been in touch with the hospital. You go there quite frequently. What have you been told, though? What's the challenge? Like,
15: uh, the man who just spoke um, right now, they, they are moves. But the moves, it's it at a very slow pace. Uh, I hear um, the, uh, if they are to go by the 380, that is the old charge, the government is supposed to subsidize about 900. Now, they were looking at that one. They're looking at uh, um, we paying 500, and then the government will be paying, like, a subsidy of about 400. Now, these are the two offers I think they have on the table for the government to choose. <clears throat> that is what is they have on the, on the table the government is supposed to choose. But it's like, stop, nothing, nothing. And then most of the OPD guys are now going on admission.
11: Mm, which, mean, which means that their situation is getting worse because of west, the collapses.
15: Yes, worse and worse. Um, just last week, I had two of my people going on admission. They just discharged one just um, yesterday. There's another one there. There's another need two there. So because we are not having the regular dialysis and we don't get the proper dialysis to, because most of the private, some of them, you know, there's question about it. So now we are all falling sick and we are going back for emergencies. I mean, um, to the, to the ward
11: and here's the thing although they will not take care of you at the OPD level once it gets critical and it becomes an emergency then they open their doors to you yes that is what is happening now I
3: hear your members say that um, they see death approaching every day really what's the story there is it the case that you all gather talk about the situation yet nothing is done about it yes
15: because for now we just don't know what is going on my sister, after the time we did the first presser, it was 14 people. As I'm talking to you now, 19 people. We don't even know what is going to happen tomorrow. We don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow's next. I don't even know my status I'm starting down here because it's the point is, uh, if like most of the people that we were talking if I don't get the money tomorrow or Friday, I cannot go. The private place, you pay before you are put on the machine. So we don't even know what is going on. Now the uh, the I hear they want to put on a, a national health insurance. I heard Dr. Koboy on radio saying that it will take them between six to one year. Now for me, to now, five months, 11 days you are talking about, we've lost 19. So one year, it means all of us will die. Simple mathematics.
11: Tell me your story. All, all of us will die. Tell me your story. So where do you get your dialysis treatment now? I go to private facility, the Bangor Hospital. And how much do you pay for that? it's 550. okay and how how do you survive with that because the challenge is you you call kolibu your preference because it's 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 affordable yes and then they give the you quality treatment too Colibu, that one i always asked whether
15: that i said it the kind of machines that they have the water treatment the nurses the doctors a1 the treatment that we get i've been on a machine for eight years and all these eight years i was in Kolibu. So for that treatment, I gave it to them. But the point is, the other places, yes, I cannot speak much about it. The bank that I'm going, the bank is also on point, very good. But how many people can come to the bank? How many people can come to the bank? The other places are charging 950, 700, uh, 600. So the thing is just going round round. I don't even know. I don't even know what to say.
11: Aingra, thank you very much. And that's yeah. uh, Barfoko Jahinkra. That is a president of the renal Patients Association. Uh, and in fact, this is a story that we're keeping a close eye on and we'll be following.
3: Well, you're listening to Newsnight here on Joy 99.7 FM. Uh, you may want to join us with your thoughts and comments via WhatsApp 055 11 11 On to some other stories now.
7: The board made up of some of the key pioneering leaders of the church in Ghana, where their preferences might not always prevail. In this change and unfamiliar context, some will prefer to leave the trusteeship of the board.
11: And as Executive Director of the National Cathedral, revealing the deep seated divisions among the board of trustees of the cathedral, which subsequently led to the mass resignations we saw uh, with the climax of the resignation of both uh, the Two senior uh, men of God (laughs) who are on the the particular uh, board of trustees.
3: While interacting with the leadership of the smaller political parties in the country, Dr. Polo Pokumensa said the development is due to differences in ideology and not any rot or corruption by the management.
7: Uh, the chairman of the board in the press release uh, clarifies some of the issues raised by the resignation of some of the trustees or one of the trustees. One of the key strengths of the National Cathedral Project is the board made up of some of the key pioneering leaders of the church in Ghana and whose work on the project is contributing to improved inter-church relations in the country. These church leaders, the board, have pioneered on or lead vibrant churches with global reach and impact. These churches and their leaders not only have deep-seated theological differences, but also different understanding and approaches to the development of the National Cathedral. The challenge of such a group is that individual leaders with a history of implementing their own organizational and denominational programs and vision have to be part of a collective decision-making process where their preferences might not always prevail. This means that no one leader can have all their preferences, methods, approaches accepted. In this change and unfamiliar context, some will prefer to leave the trusteeship or the board. To give you just one scenario, fundraising, there are four opinions on this. Namely, let the state fund it, let no state funding, to, three, loan, no loan, only fundraising. And all these are entrenched uh, positions with their proponents threatening to resign if their positions are not adopted. So there's one group who says state should build this project with state funds. And there are the board members who argue that way, that the church has contributed enough before independence and after independence. So the state should build this. And there are others who are saying absolutely not. Uh, the state should not uh, have its hand in this at all. Uh, if the state provides more money, they're going to resign. And then there's one who says, look, there's absolutely no way you can raise money to build this. we we'll go for a loan and then later we'll repay. Uh, some will say, when God called them for to ministry, he told them never to take loans. And so if this project takes loans, they're going to resign. In other words, uh, the board is also made up of uh, these really strong individuals who built empire. They're almost empire builders, but they have their own strategies.
3: While well, he also describes as mischievous claims that the managers of the National Cathedral have been opaque in the operations, he says two audit processes are ongoing into the expenditure of the National Cathedral.
7: And there are two ongoing audits of the National Cathedral project that seeks to look into issues of accountability namely, one, an investigation by Shride into issues of conflict of interest and procurement, and two, a financial audit by Deloitte. Uh, so the notion somehow that we are running away from accountability is simply false. In fact, since January, uh, Shraj has been involved in detailed investigations. We've been cooperating. They, they've been. For the last information I saw from Shraj was a questionnaire to the contractors uh, about how they came to be selected, and they wanted all the details. So everything is being detailed. There, there, there's detailed uh, audit. Deloitte. I mean, extensive information they wanted. The last information they wanted was even anybody who's contributed to the National Cathedral. They wanted details. Uh, they, they So to, to be sure that there's not been any uh, fishing, uh, we, we, we said we are committed to ensuring that the process takes the time it needs nice, uh, so that we will restore the confidence in this uh, project uh, to... So really that's the idea that somehow a project of this nature would not want to be accountable. It's, it's Uh, It's not, I mean, I can't fathom it. I can't understand it. Uh, So, but this, all this notwithstanding, I want to state categorically that there is no criminality in this project. Uh, We have implemented the project with integrity, including accounting for all the monies from the state to the National Cathedral Project. Uh, We've repeated this and repeat it again. There is no criminality in the National Cathedral Project. We have implemented this project with integrity and accounted for every penny that we've been giving by the state and donors.
3: Well, uh, we know uh, now it's, um, that particular site has become known as the most expensive hole in Ghana. We've been hearing a defence of that.
7: Uh, what's executed on site? Uh, the National Cathedral site establishment is completed. Uh, so all these things are part of the establishment of the National Cathedral project. Uh, it's part of the, uh, the uses to which the money that we receive. Uh, so all everything you see here, the cranes, the cars, uh, a part of the establishment of the National Cathedral Project. And so when uh, there are these conversations that we just took money and dug a hole, uh, these are all part. So five cranes were purchased and delivered to the site. Three cranes have been installed to date. Uh, a concrete batching plant has been set up in the East Gardens. A rubber cut and bending yard has been set up as you see. Offices, staff canteen, wash and toilet blocks, warehouses, storage, lay down areas have all been set up. Further establishment items like management, site staff, security, technical equipment and machinery, generators, tools have all been provided. And the design work that we've done, we brought in the the leading companies in the world. This is all part of the resources we receive from the state. About an area of uh, 70,000 square meters has been cleared. About 230,000 square meters have been excavated and removed from the site. Uh, Mm -hmm. All that uh, excavation and uh, sanitary away are part of the resources uh, used. Uh, We have 1,400 square meters concrete has been laid so far. 1,900 tons of rebar purchased and delivered to site. 2,000 tons of rebar installed. 10,000 square meters with approving material. So that idea that somehow we just took funds and dug a hole is simply mischievous and it reflects some of the, uh, the issues we have to face on a daily basis as a country. And
11: I mean, this was a briefing uh, given to the political parties with no representation in parliament. Mm-hmm. And they were seated around the table getting this briefing from the uh, National Cathedral executives. Listen to Jerry Owusuapau. He's the General Secretary of the Liberal Party of Ghana. And the, he is a convener of this group of political parties
8: as a political leader a lot of questions were coming to my office like what is our view on the national cathedral program as a convener of the political parties outside parliament I called out my colleagues and we decided to write to the theoret and then seek concerns on how far the project is going and why uh, there is so much delay in the construction of the national cathedral. Honestly I came here with a very heavy heart. I came here very angry, but uh, I should tell everybody uh, my heart has gone down. I am really surprised that even uh, Parliament has information on all that today we got from the Secretariat. And they were not sharing with us, but rather they were... Uh, inciting uh, uh, Ghanaians to rise against the project and honestly we saw something different today we saw and heard what was really going on with the uh, secretariat and whatever has gone into the project and uh, the project seems to be ongoing it's not like uh, how people are seeing it out there and as a, a businessman Uh, Starting a business doesn't come at once you invest so much and at this point if uh, that amount has been uh, Sinked into this project. I don't think it's too much for a project like this It is a very big project and very soon we will um, Come out with whatever uh, uh, Details that they are going to share with us
11: and you're still live your news tonight on Joy 99.7 FM. So you've heard from the National Cathedral Secretariat. What are your thoughts? Zero five five one 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 nine nine seven.
3: And as we build up to the npp presidential primaries this saturday your election headquarters we've been interacting with the various candidates and we hear from dr uswifria koto who's been telling the party's delegates to look beyond any one-off tempting monetary offers from other candidates
16: please look beyond any tempting one of monetary enticement and think about the future of, our, of the party for the sake of your children grandchildren
3: and great-grandchildren. And Francis Adenimo has been revealing the financial implications for this race.
13: As you have 200,000 delegates and you go to a constituency and you give each person as a way of your uh, TNT, cost of transport of 100 Ghana cities. That straight away gives you 20 million. Ghana.
11: What he says is costing him millions of dollars just to campaign.
2: How much ticket. exactly?
11: What?
3: How much exactly? Well,
11: he wouldn't say exactly, but he says millions
3: of dollars. Millions of dollars. Yes.
11: Yes. Why Why are you surprised? (laughs) It's expensive. You want to be president in Ghana in campaign, it's expensive. Yes.
3: Party financing. Where where are they getting the money from, by the way? I asked
11: him that question, too. Well, he says uh, people who believe in his course, his vision, and what he stands for.
3: Contributing millions of dollars,
11: millions of dollars. What
3: does it go into actually? The millions of dollars,
11: that's what he explains there. So, you meet the aspirants, you meet the uh, delegates, you have to, you know, give them transportation. Sometimes you have to feed them, uh, you have to travel across the country. country, All part of the millions of dollars that you have now. Right
3: now, dialysis unit is closed over four million dollars. CDs, I beg your pardon, yes, four million CDs. Mm. Okay. That's the kind of country we live
11: in. Let's do business now. And Emma Davis is here (laughs) with the latest. Hello, Emma.
9: Hi, Evans. In business, Fitch upgrades Ghana's rating to CCC from rest- restrictive default. We'll tell you what it means. And MTN Ghana records 2.77 billion CDs in profit in the third quarter of 2023, as normal revenue hits 2.1 billion CDs. Business on Newsnight is brought to you by MTN, Kingdom Books and Stationery, Syntex Tanks, and Pepsodent Charcoal and Herbal.
5: Imagine, strutting into the most
9: anticipated
5: wedding of the year. Ah, Only to see seven other girls wearing your exact same outfits.
16: are special and one of a kind and that's why whether it's voice data or sms you get to enjoy personalized offers tailored to your specific needs with mtn just for you dial star 141 hash or select your options on the my mtn app to redeem your unique just for you package on Ghana's
17: best mobile network mtn
2: Cape Coast and now at the Marina Mall, Airport City, or call us 0302 764101, 764209, or 762792. Visit our website www.kingdomgh.com.
16: No matter your water needs, Syntex has it all. Syntex Tank was first to introduce double layer tank, and now you can have as many layers as you want. Syntex Tank was first to introduce white inner layer tanks in Ghana and now introduces the customer specs order, which will let you order any color and size you want. Syntex Tanks gives you the biggest warranty of seven years, which no other tank gives you. So, whatever your water consumption, size of project, or demand, choose Syntex Tank. Syntex Tank, stress free. Syntex Tank, reliable. Syntex Tank, maximum guarantee. Call Zero. 2244335168 kumasi 0505555666 or visit syntexgh.com Syntax tank as hey, strong as hey, tough
7: for over 10 years old mutual has been touching lives in ghana whether you're a trader or a student an entrepreneur an employer or nearing your retirement, we have the right financial solutions tailored just for you. Contact Old Mutual on 030- or visit our website on oldmutual.com.gh to learn more and let's realize your financial freedom together. 10 years of greatness, here for a lifetime. Old Mutual, do great things every day.
10: Yeah.
15: Ah,
12: yeah yeah and I a mean, you're yeah. natural
9: <laughs> welcome to business on newsnight my name is emma davis let's settle for the details <laughs> KIA Corporation has signed a Memorandum of Understanding with Rana Motors, Ghana to offer technical and skills development training for its workers and other players in the automotive industry. The two-year training program, which will be executed by the West African Vehicle Academy, will offer employees the environment to acquire the necessary skills and knowledge. Speaking to Joy Business at the signing ceremony, Head of Ownership and at Care at KIA Corporation Kwambyon Lee, said the training is to nurture skilled workforce in Ghana.
13: They will deliver uh, this knowledge to not only their employees, but also for the, the students, for some government institutes. So they will continue this because uh, every transition will take several years. So we need some long-term um, strategy to support uh, the electric, uh, successful launch of elect- electric vehicles in Ghana.
9: On his part, Chief Operating Officer of Rana Motors, Kasim Odeimat, said several technicians and trainers from, from service partners and other car makers will benefit immensely from the training program okay moving on africa world airlines an indigenous airline says it will offer its customers with more destinations in 2024. according to chief operations officer Siyoteng, the company will continue providing quality services to clients he spoke to joy business as the company celebrates its four millionth passenger
7: from africa world airlines you can expect better service uh definitely we will offer you more destinations uh, beginning in 2024 we will offer you better service once we get the new equipment and they'll be bigger than the ones we operate so we're looking at a new cabin offering as the deputy minister mentioned uh, he'd love to see the orange juice back uh, on our flights so we're going to work towards that
9: ...retail and ready-to-wear shop in Accra. As the first of its kind in Ghana, the shop which is located on the buzzing Oxford Street in Osu, here in Accra, will provide customers with a wide range of new and old fabrics as well as exciting contemporary bespoke outfits made for the African market for all occasions. Marianne Boating is Marketing Director of GTP. It's a pania initiative from GTP. This is offering easy access both online in the comfort of your home and then a brick and mortar shop where you can walk in, have a feel, have the experience of the shop in all its glory. I expect new designs perfectly created to our taste. One of the things that consumers mentioned was they want styles that they can wear to work. They want styles that they can wear to all locations other than just parties or funerals or cabay and slits. And this is what we have provided for the modern consumers. So it's a fusion of our tradition with modern fashion and style. So consumers should walk into the Osu shop, which is the first of its kind, and they'll be wild ratings agency fitch has upgraded ghana's rating or long-term local currency issuer default rating to ccc from restrictive default the uk-based firm has also affirmed ghana's long-term foreign currency idr at restrictive default and the country ceiling at b minus we'll bring you that in our subsequent bulletins my name is emma davis and that's all for business on Newsmite
11: thank you very much and I want to bring you some of your WhatsApp messages on our, our console now and uh, many of you are joining us with your thoughts on this dialysis uh, issue and this one from Musa Abotoa, uh, who's talking about the National Cathedral and other very important matters, says, MFA: the idea to build a cathedral is not bad, but the implementation is tainted with corruption and underhand dealings, and it has been exposed badly by Honourable uh, Samokudito Ablaqua. Uh, he says... And on the subject that many of you are talking about, uh, this one says, good evening. He says, I heard your interview with the rep of the Renault Patients this evening regarding the situation at the dialysis unit. I want to help, so kindly send me his contact to speak to him. He says, of course, our producers will be in touch uh, with that. Also on the subject, uh, this one uh, from uh, Senna in Agonu says, the government must fix the health sector challenges in the country. A very short, simple message. Kofi Sedu says it is madros on the part of the president and his government to sing such a humongous amount of funds on the Wasted Cathedral when Ghanaians are dying at the Col- at Kolebu uh, for lack of only 4 million cedis. Why won the president and government officials send those who need dialysis attention at Kolibu to the National Cathedral for prayers misplaced priority? Uh, Kofi says... We have this one...
3: Thomas Khan, he's a dialysis patient and he says he just feels so sad that authorities can't find immediate solution to have the OPD unit at Kolibu opened, which is supposed to be the country's supposed apex health facility. We have lost lives as a result of the price. That's 380 CDS that many cannot afford. And the next time was to see the unit close for same struggling patients who seek dialysis treatment elsewhere at even much higher cost Do the lives of these Ghanaians really matter to those who wield power to protect the citizenry. That's the question mm. from Thomas. Can also a dialysis patient? Edgar
11: says, what well, we're going to lose if the petrol allowance being given to chief is scrapped mm-hmm. and that money diverted to the dialysis centre? Mm-hmm. And uh, Who is chief is a question that we must ask. Thank you for sharing your thoughts with us. you're still Live Your News Night on Joy 99.7 FM.
3: Well, uh, let's focus on some other stories, and we see a lot of your messages. Uh, thank you uh, for joining us with them. But uh, this one says, go and check if your name is in the electoral roll. That's the directive from the electoral commission as they prepare to exhibit names of all registered voters. The process, according to the EC, will allow voters to check, verify, and make corrections to the details captured in the electoral roll ahead of the 2024 elections, or they've been holding a press conference uh, today my colleague Michael Ashali was there for us. Let's go through uh, the details. Uh, We are told, we know that this is relatively a short exercise. How many days?
18: MF about five days. So from the 3rd to the 7th of november unlike the just concluded voter registration exercise however uh, that was done at the various district offices of the commission the ec says this exhibition will be done at the various polling stations across the country you can listen to deputy chair in charge of Operations at the ec mr tete samuel um, who addressed the news conference
4: the commission will therefore exhibit the professional voters register simultaneously at all polling stations which will serve as exhibition centers throughout the country from Friday 10 November 2023 to Tuesday 7 November 2023. The purpose of the exhibition exercise is to allow prospective voters to verify their details, that is name, age, sex, etc., as captured during the registration exercise and make requests for amendments or insertions where necessary. It will also help voters to know their polling stations on the day of voting.
3: Well, what about areas uh, in the flood uh, battered areas? Or will the same exercise be undertaken there? Yes, advanced, uh, MFAP.
18: <laughs> so, it will happen concurrently however um it says that the ec may consider um doing uh, a new card for those who have lost their cards who do it free of charge for them maybe because when your card is damaged usually it's taken back to them it's done for free for you but when it's lost you you have to do at a fee so he says they may consider that but again for those that are in areas that the are flood waters are yet to recede well the ec may have to con- consult and see whether they may plan for an
4: extension in those areas it's with the with the ID card, um, what I will see is that is that in the in the first place the
2: applicants or. Don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get a hundred dollars back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting one hundred dollars back and one hundred percent accurate taxes. Only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.
4: The voters should go to their centers to check if their names are there. Secondly, you can also go to the district office to replace your um, lost ID card at a fee. Well, I don't know whether uh, maybe because this one is um, a special case or whatever it is, maybe the commission may have to have a second look at it. And then maybe, okay, those from that area, if maybe you got your ID card missing as a result of spillage, maybe we do it free for you. Because if you have a damaged ID card and you go to the district office to replace, that one does not attract what? A fee. It's only when you miss your ID card. So um, we'll have a look at it, but you have the opportunity to go to the district office to get your ID card replaced. Um, if you don't have it, you can still um, vote. But all those who registered in 2023 should do well to visit the exhibition center to check whether their names are in their register. We, The commission has not actually um, taking a decision whether um, it's going to be uh, free or not, when they, <laughs> they, 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 let's say if you if you miss your or you lost your ID card through the floods and other things, the commission has not decided. We haven't actually taken a decision whether it should be free or not. So um, that that's that is the position. Okay then.
11: At, at least that has been a... The EC must consider it. They haven't taken a decision on that yet. But as you know, a special dispensation, even at the national health insurance level, where mm-hmm. the the health service has said that if you don't have your card because the floods have affected your home and you, you've misplaced it, you can get health care for free. And so in times like this, you need the EC to consider that. At least now it's been brought up at the press conference, we will have to think about it. You yeah. still listening to Newsnight on Joy 99.7 FM. Let's do some sports now. Hello, Ms. Bao. Hello,
10: Ivan. Well, uh, in sports, there was some Ghana Premier League action today, and the big one is Accra-Heart of Folk, and they've ended their four-game winless streak in the league uh, with an impressive win over defending champions Midiama. Now the Phobians, who had drawn their last three matches after a defeat to Bofokotano at the Coronation Park finally found their winning edge by thumping Midiama three goals to one at the Craftsport Stadium earlier today. Two goals from forward Hamza Issa and Anongo secured uh, all three points for the Phobians, with uh, God knows Japasun scoring the consolation for Midiama. Now the win has moved Hatterfolk to the threatened position with nine points and they'll be hoping to continue this very streak when they pay a visit to Karelia United in their next game at the Alimahama right. Sports Stadium it wasn't just a crowd to focus in action today Diana Stars were in action against Bofokotano they defeated them four goals to two Bechem United in Great Olympics also played two goals to one in favour of Bechem United and Nations FC completely destroyed Real-time United four goals to nil at the Dr. Kwame which is sports Complex and Dreams FC at home lost to Brekum Chelsea and uh, for Karali United and Beanie Goal Stars it was 1-0 and Summer defeated Legon City's 3 goals to nil for Kumasiya and Tukotoko, they will have to travel to in Germain, and uh, tomorrow, that's when that game will come off and we'll be hoping to pick some wins there. But in the African Football League, we have one team that has not qualified to the finals of the maiden edition and it's Morocco's Widad Casablanca. They qualify for the final after beating host Esperance Tunis 5 4 on penalties. Uh, despite losing 1 0 in the second leg of that semi final earlier today. Now, the winner of the match against Al Hali of Egypt and Mamouledi Sandams, who is currently underway, will play uh, with Dad Casablanca in the finals that is expected to come off on Sunday. So uh, that's the update from the African Football League. And just to wrap up, it's Thomas Partey, Mohamed Kudus who have received nomination for CAF Men's Player of the Year. And they are in there alongside Nigeria's Victor Simen, Mohamed Salah, Riyad Mahrez and a few others. For Enes Niyama, he also received nomination for CAF Young Player of the Year. So I uh, will keep tabs on that and see if they'll be able to pick any awards so Evans Axel for sports
11: and is brought to you by pepsi and hebble and chuckle thank you very much mfa let me take you to parliament because as we await the reading of the 2024 budget it is setting up to be a proper showdown because the minority is promising exactly that if government refuses to reduce taxes and implement economic policies that will address the suffering of the people. Now, Ghana is currently under an IMF program. I'm pretty sure you know that by now. But the economic indicators have not improved as expected. And that's according to the minority. Now, according to the minority leader, Dr. Kiesler, to forcing government will struggle to get the budget through the House if there are new measures which worsen the plight of citizens.
17: Let me use this opportunity to assure the people of Ghana that we in the minority caucus Will scrutinize the upcoming budget statement and economic policy of government with eager eyes. Mr. Speaker, the prevailing economic conditions has already made it very difficult for the ordinary Ghanaian and businesses, and therefore we can't be a party to any policy or measure which makes things even more unbearable and in fact miserable for the already suffering Ghanaian and businesses. Mr. Speaker, let me be blunt here, the upcoming budget statement will encounter resistance if. And if it does not prioritize the need of the people and businesses, this indeed is our bottom line. Right, honorable speaker. So if this government knows that its upcoming budget statement will not prioritize the business of the people, particularly the businesses, let them get ready for a showdown. The Speaker, let them get ready for a showdown. Right, honorable speaker. The minority caucus, we have not forgotten The cry of the people of Ghana. We have held the government accountable and exposed its sins and want to assure the people of Ghana that we will continue to do so. We are tired of seeing many young professionals leaving our shores in droves because they find no opportunities in our dear country as a result of harsh economic conditions, poor governance and indeed corruption. Mr. Speaker, the position taken by the minority caucus is not intended to frustrate the government, far from that. We have taken a decision and a position to be on the side of the people of Ghana, as we have done in the life of this parliament.
3: Well, but the majority leader, Oseche Mensah Bunsi, says that showdown will be much ado about nothing.
14: As for the budget statement, I believe we will all witness what we need to witness. And I believe since this government assumed the reins of governance, nothing but the truth has ever been told to this country and indeed the truth will be told to this country and i believe that people will see what steps that government has been taking to really reposition this country
11: and that is the majority leader oseche mensa bungsu let me take you inside the election headquarters
3: This should, is where yeah, the proper showdown will be yeah, and, and, <laughs> in, yeah. in Little NPP. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> well, let's start off uh, with uh, Dr. Usofi Yakuto, the former Agric minister. Uh, for him, he's been appealing to delegates of the party to prioritize the interest of the NPP ahead of any monetary office. Let's say the
16: delegates directly. They delegates. Please look beyond any tempting one-off monetary enticement and think about the future of of the party for the sake of your children, grandchildren and great-grandchildren. Stand with me on the side of the great UP tradition of our forefathers. In this regard, the party is making the necessary arrangement to ensure that all delegates are able to travel to the voting centers to cast their votes without any fear or intimidation. My appeal at this stage, late state, maybe, is that you delegates should not be tempted by offers which may provide a one-day relief and leave our party in the sun.
3: The man who spent millions of dollars uh, just yet, uh, Francis Adenimo, was on PM Express last night and he's reviewed the financial implications associated with this particular race.
13: This is not what was anticipated when we decided in 2009 to expand the delegationship for the election of either the flag bearer or parliamentary candidates. One of the objectives in expanding the Electoral College... Was to cure the monetization. Too big to pay for everybody. Yes. But now we are realizing that it has not solved it. And for me, it is worrisome. As you mean, you have 200,000 delegates and you go to a constituency and you give each person as a way of your a TNT, cost of transport of 100 Ghana cities. That straightaway gives you 20 million Ghana cities. By the simple multiplication, gives you 20 million Ghana cities. And that is not the end. Your logistics, vehicles, move around well, your vehicles to maintain your vehicles, your accommodation, your feeding. There'll be other incidental costs to arise. So it is worrisome. But he's still spending. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll see
11: what happens on Saturday. Guess who
3: else? He's confident he'll win. Yeah,
11: he is very confident that he will cause an upset. Right, but Mm -hmm. guess who else is confident he will win? That's the doctor Mahmoud Baumia. He is very confident. In addition to that, he's been defending his record. In the Nana led government. He says yes, he's a vice president. He doesn't have full control. He cannot manage the economy by himself, but he has supported the government with great ideas that have transformed the country. There's more in the report by Samuel Imbura.
12: The Vice President Dr. Mahmoud Baumia speaking at the Mahmud rally, climaxing his campaign tour in the Upper East region, made reference to digitization in transforming the economy under the Akufado government. He's optimistic of doing more if he becomes president.
8: And you know that the work of a vice president is like the work of assistant headmaster, isn't it? Or first vice constituency chairman, isn't it? That is the nature of my work. It means that if by the grace of God you make me the presidential candidate and I become the president, I'll do much, much more. I'll do much, much more for all of us.
12: Dr. Baumia also indicated that among the four aspirants contesting the flagbearer race in the MPP, he is the only candidate that is a threat to the political fortunes of the NDC in the 2024 general election. Who do you think can beat John Mahama in
8: 2024? On November the 4th, I'm just asking you to please give John Muhammad to me and I'll beat
12: him for you. Wife of the vice president, Samira Baumia has also extolled the qualities of her husband that make him suitable to lead the party.
4: Are we ready for an honest leader? Are we ready for a humble leader? Are we ready for a hardworking leader? Are we ready for a leader who unifies us and not divides us? Are we ready for a leader who will take us to victory, inshallah?
17: Meanwhile,
12: the candidacy of Dr. Mahmoud Baumia has garnered overwhelming endorsements from the delegates across the country as regional chairman are leading the front with the pledge of giving him 100% votes at the Congress. Samuel Mbura, join us.
11: And that is what we're going to be bringing you and more on your election headquarters from Friday. Uh, That is 8 to... 10 p.m. live here on joy 99.7 fm also on the jordan channel and then from 7 a.m. on saturday we start our special coverage of the primary itself all the way till we know who has won and, and tonight we have a conversation with the delegates on pm express we're having a conversation with the mpp king will
3: they show us how to become a delegate well we'll ask them okay In three of them
11: three locations live on pm express and how
3: much they've made so far
11: well I'll ask them on your <laughs> behalf But do will join me tonight For a conversation We are very intrigued And interested in What would influence your vote For example mm-hmm. Have they been You know Given monies so and Are they taking it Etc We'll have a conversation Then later Beautiful. We'll also be joined by uh, the party uh, executives, the general secretary, and some of the representatives of the other candidates who are contesting. She's not a candidate, but mm-hmm. she's very intimidating. Mm-hmm. And if she stands uh, in any elections, I'm pretty sure... I'll be a candidate She down. would, she would yeah. intimidate the One of these days
13: to vote for you.
1: One of these days, I'll be a candidate.
13: Okay,
11: and
1: that's... Watch uh, this space. That voice there, belongs.